Shakespeare kill the woman. Did you know that? No. Like the, in a play sure or true. in I'll real have, life? I'll have to look that up. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> you true. can't say that. <laughs> I gotta be <laughs> honest here, folks. Why? This is what this is what entertainment is. So you just say some wild shit and you're like, you know, I'll have to fact check that. And then it doesn't matter until you get something, and then they like go back literally. They go back one hour in a podcast and they're like, hey, did you say that Shakespeare killed uh, a woman? That's so funny. Can't have our you can't have this job now. And then that's what <laughs> Shakespeare killed a I don't know. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's very entertaining. That's that's a good bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm uh when it comes to Shakespeare bits, uh Doth shall protest too much is that shakespeare That's, i don't know the, I, okay <laughs> I don't so they're doing some shakespeare stuff in star trek and i feel like oh my impulse has always been to like fuck shakespeare man fuck shakespeare and i realized like 80 percent of it's just like i think i'm illiterate and it makes me insecure <laughs> are I you gonna bring up to read it do you think you'll bring up star trek on every podcast we have until we cover star trek on this podcast? until i run out of star trek to watch yeah buddy that's what's in my life right now there's so much such there's not there's more in your life you're fucking you know you're oh. job hunting baby yeah i'm gearing up i'm gearing up to have a big boy job fucking seven in the morning i'm gonna show up to your hospital and i'm gonna cool it down I like that. um i'm interviewing i have my second round interview tomorrow and it's like it's very conflicting because on one side i'm very excited to have structure again have a real job that's like not you know historically i've just worked jobs that anyone can do for very little money and you get like abused and now right. i could actually like i don't know a job where people treat you like an adult would be cool sure. um but the other side of that is like living like an adult and for some reason i don't understand why trades have to be so early right because what's wrong with a nine to five hvac fix but people really i guess want their shit fixed as soon as possible yeah and the reality is like the nine to five people don't see the people on the fringes as the same they think so if you come in earlier than nine to, you're like oh no the morning guys or the night guys like you're just like their little henchmen that have to fix every yeah. make it work for me monkey like that's probably what no, i've heard how my roommate interview. talks to the people who fix things in our apartment <laughs> i guess right. there's a disparity there which is crazy to me because it's just like that's like a pretty valuable skill to be able to fix things when this country crumbles and we have to flee to another nation those are the skills that'll get us able to survive in another place yeah, Not anything I, done in an office. I would agree with you a hundred percent. Um, it does just sound like you're mad at your roommate, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> but but I do agree with what you're saying. Um it 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 is a weird thing. You just kind of see how people like I work in a in a building in like the West Village area, Soho area. I guess those are this whatever. Uh Soho area, let's say. Even though you're and, in um, neighborhoods, come on, list them five. Let's and go. um people I say hi to like the front desk people every day and like the security people because I'm like, yeah, this is the job I this is the job I probably should have. Like, I don't deserve like there's no job in this building that I'm probably like. Uh, like here, here's here's a here's the best way to say it. Personality wise, your jobs are the jobs that I value the most in this building. You see all these people, you make them comfortable. They never give you any fucking respect back, really. You'll say good morning and their headphone, they're listening to like their own podcast in their headphone <laughs> or something. And they're just like spitting on your face as you're just being like, hello, I've been here for 13 hours and it's seven in the morning. And 
I'm, I have to smile. Otherwise, if they don't, they'll dock my pay. So uh, I feel for those people so much. And everybody shits like they just don't treat them like people. And it's so annoying because I'm like, they're the most interesting people there. They're the actual real people. They're yeah. not the people who went to Joshua Tree on a whim or mm -hmm. went to a fucking uh, Formula One race over the weekend. You know what I mean? These are the people who are like, I would yes, love to I do have either to work of those here. things. That sounds great. You would love to do it, but you don't because you're a poor savage <laughs> yeah, like the rest of us. You can't. I can't. Nobody can. Most of us can't do that. Okay. Most of us at the entry, literal physical entry level of these buildings can't afford to do that. Well, that's so kind of like, I think that's the retribution, right? That's where they get back at them is like, all right, well, we're going to have unions. We're going to be paid a cartoonishly more amount of money than you know about. And we're going to have jobs that don't really need to be jobs. And we're going to have them just despite you. There's a cert. I worked at the UN and there was a service elevator, right? Just for building stuff that had like an operator. Because they had a union, yeah. so he has to do it. And it it wasn't like it was a new elevator, it was just buttons. <laughs> and they were doing shifts in it. And that was what for me, I was like, you guys figured it out. You stuck it to the man in, in a very yeah. impressive way. <laughs> Where like, well, you know, they go and do an hour in the elevator, they go do an hour uh, an hour in receiving, and they're like, We're just stealing money from them. This is amazing. Well, I would I just a slight thing. I think unions were there, so people were like, Hey, you can't literally walk yeah, on our broken yeah. backs to build these buildings that's what's beautiful about new york is you're gonna in one minute see oh this is why we need unions and then 30 seconds later be like oh okay this is a this is a great argument against unions it's a wonderful city but it is there are like funny nuances like you talk about you're talking about like a porter i think it's called in an hour oh, really? um and like i we've had these discussions at work where you know like they're trying to have like these money saving things and they're like Da, 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 da. why can't we have this person do it instead of this person like it, it breaks union law to have anyone other yeah. than this person press you know up down over whatever and they're just like so we have to pay another person to do this shit and like you're goddamn right it's awesome <laughs> wow cool um zoom is just interrupting us in the middle of a meeting hey zoom how about a they're like a gift you know we remove the 40 minute time limit you know it'd be a great gift is to leave us alone while we're recording <laughs> please uh, zoom was like oh you're talking unions go as long as you want baby you got it <laughs> please don't solidarity look at brothers <laughs> please never look at our office workforce i beg but yeah you. that's gonna be you you're gonna be a union shill you're gonna be making bank and i love that for you you need you like you need the structure we all need structure yeah, i figured that out hard you and i both need structure very much so when i was going to school you know i would go to the gym every day i was going out to comedy every night and then as soon as school ended i was like so i just stay home and play video games cool right <laughs> i do the things my demons want me to do they're not that bad at demons but they're like not right. great it's like, so I live with my fiance, right? And when she leaves, I find out who I really am as a person. And that person <laughs> couldn't survive on his own for more than a week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I need a human being here to, she doesn't even, she's, she's not even like, hey, watch what you're eating or pick up your whatever. I'm just like, oh no, I'm being observed. I must. <laughs> I must pretend to be a human being like that's my friend, what my uh, life is with other people here. My friend Sean, when I started comedy with, had a really good joke about a new diet plan called eat like somebody's watching. And I like I that's always think funny. about that as like live like somebody's watching. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, God, because I have been single a long time and I'm not on display. Having roommates is probably the only reason that I'm even like remotely not feral. 
Sure. I can see a wild boy wearing rags just like jumping around the apartment. I think about that a lot. If I lived in the pandemic without roommates, holy shit, would I be even worse now? That's why I think it's so funny that you're like, I just want to get a bus and live in the woods. I'm like, do you know who you would be if you did that? <laughs> you're missing the important thing that always comes with a wife and a dog. I, Because I can't live alone in a bus in the woods. You're right. You're right. I'd never come back. I don't know. Is that wife union? Does she come with the bus? How does that work? I don't know. Dog, who knows? <laughs> that dog is union. It's very expensive. Yeah, I, I want that life for you, but I also am like, oh, if I if you do manage to do this and I see you, your beard will be so long that you could tuck it between your ass cheeks comfortably. Yeah. You know Interviews I mean? and having to have like people that I'm accountable to are the only reason I've ever trimmed this. I mean, sure. <laughs> just like just the tiny fragments at the top that I like kind of make it look a little cleaner. Only reason. What's your pube game looking like? How are we doing down there? It takes work. <laughs> to keep it you know what it, what's fucked up it's it takes work to keep it other people sloppy like what a lot of people <laughs> show up like as wild that's me being like i put hours into that sure <laughs> you know what's really fun though is i'm getting my back hair in and uh, yeah. i'm still single so this is gonna be a just every year you're like hey you need another challenge hell yeah buddy as is your birthright that back hair <laughs> belonged to your ancestors before you and you shall wield it well, my son. That's what it, you should say to yourself when you pluck your back. Yeah. Well. Oh, I don't pluck it. I'm going to wear it with pride. I'm going to start wearing a uh, tank top so people can, can see you, it coming out from the sides. Will you show me? Will you show me? No one else will see it. Show Do you want to see it? Here. Yeah, show me your Okay. Back it's weird because it's like light and fluffy right now, so it might not even be that visible. <laughs> Albert's pulling his shirt out. It's sunny because the mic, yeah, it's not very visible, but the mic is like, covering a spot it looks like a sensor thing on your back like it looks like there's a patch there and it's just like you cannot see this this is people Albert, hate John men's Wild. back hair so bad that if i did gross. that on tv it would just be blurred out it's gross men's back hair is disgusting most people barely put up with men and then you add hair to it and you're like god damn it god. this really isn't uh, our world anymore you know what i mean what happened? i did uh i want to say like one of those music festivals you know in my 20s so you do like the four day thing yeah, my friends and I went and we took mushrooms and they like started hitting really quickly. Like the goal was to take them, spend 10 minutes hanging out and then go to the festival grounds. And they hit like very quickly. So we we're like, we got to go. But it also happened to be while the entire festival decided to enter. So we're just stuck in this huge field. And in front of me is just a giant shirtless man. And I just remember getting lost in his back hair, <laughs> just completely absorbed in it for like two hours until we got wow. in. It was a wild trip. There's just an old guy with his kid trying to rile us up against the company throwing the festival. Like oh, that was making funny. it better. He's like, can you believe Live Nation, guys? Can you believe this? And I'm like, I'm just trying to get through this line. Please stop trying to get me to revolt. I don't What's your yeah. goal here? He's like, I paid $400 to rebel against this company. <laughs> and it's like, you're an idiot. This is yeah. how it's done. But yeah, that's, that's how we act as human beings. Well, I'm glad you're weak. You know, I think you're going to have a... I think we're, I think we're gonna have a strong week as a duo. I think that's I think what's gonna so. What's going on in your life? You got something cool happening? Um, no back hair coming in, so I do All feel right. like a little bit of an outlier. I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest with that. Um, I think the big thing is I've, uh, I've been working on this book and I, this graphic novel, and I've been like, okay, I have to like promote this. This comes hey, out. Can we ever do a podcast without you talking about this book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why do you think I'm doing this podcast? Nuts? Oh, yeah, let's talk about heroes that we want to burn. Ugh, no, I'm, I'm just here to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> book, baby. 
but I do want to say so there's a lot of like stress when you put shit together and like we just finished with the final edits I guess of this whole thing and ne- then I'm like woof I'm done and then almost instantaneously instantly I don't know what word I was looking for there uh like it's like oh shit nobody's gonna buy this nobody wants to see this nobody ever wants it it's the same thing as like when i do stand up and if i have like a decent set on stage i'm like man stand up can be really fun and then literally three steps off stage i'm like i guess i should kill myself because this oh is my god bad. this was boring nobody like what what did that matter nothing matters you know what i mean um and i had that feeling a little with this project you know and i was like okay it's done but now the now is the actual hard part for me of like i'm bad at promoting stuff i don't like selling stuff i feel guilty when my friends buy stuff that i create i want strangers to buy it but not enough strangers know me so then it's like you you have that weird line of like your friends are your fans and, and they're they're a fan of you they're a supporter of you but you also don't want them to feel like you don't want to lose that genuine like no i actually do like you as a person you're not yeah. just yeah like, i like this about you this is a good personality trait i mean i feel yeah, like a lot why of why i'm like... never gonna make it in any industry <laughs> i ever tried because i care but the other the side of that me. is like people who are like hey i made my first thing ever 400 buy it now and you get emails right. from like people you've talked to once since high school and they're like hey man how's it going i hope you've been great anyways i made this thing please buy it from me and you're right. like I hate this. I don't like you now. I hate this. And I have this thing in me that's like, look, ideally people would only buy things that we need and then we just get art. But also right. then I'll die. <laughs> I'll die in the sure. street if that's the way things are. It's a weird Right. Thing. So yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. But so whatever. I made like a very you know, small like I posted some shit on Twitter, posted some shit on Facebook, not on Instagram, so I didn't do it. The amount of times this weekend I've been told, Oh, you don't have Instagram? Huh. Yo, send stuff this to me. I'll happening. post stuff on Instagram this for keeps you. Happening. Yeah. I'm like, you, I, it's so many times where I tell people I don't have Instagram and then they're like, you should, oh, you should get Instagram. And I'm like, I look at their Instagrams and it's like, you're not famous. You're, you're fine. You're, we're doing the same shows. Yeah. We're fine. Um, but anyway. I'd say that to you before too. And I post once a month. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Hilarious. I'm like, all right. <laughs> we're doing the same podcast together. Yeah. So we're fine. You really need um, this though. But I decided to post something about because I and it's like this limited look, but it was we had this new cover and I was like, people need to see this kid. It's about a kid who gets poop superpowers and like people need to see this kid as a superhero. And I was like, fuck, this is so cool. I want to post it, whatever. And the response I got from people was overwhelmingly like positive. And I guess I just want to say this early instead of later, because who knows, people probably tune out by the time we get to the actual podcast part there you go there you um, go there's that faith in your stuff you're making <laughs> but i just wanted to say thank you like there are so many people who were like sent me like screenshots of like hey, i bought four copies like hey i bought a copy hey just, like sharing it and like all this stuff and like it's great the positivity is borderline overwhelming so like sometimes <laughs> i post stuff and i don't get back to the post and say thank you or whatever to everybody but like if you're listening to this know that thank you so much for sharing that and like I don't know. I think this is like a, even if it sucks, we're, I did the word. So if you're like, oh man, the dialogue sucks. Okay, that's fine. But I do think it looks good. And I nice. think like a kid will look, be able to page through this and be like, whoa, this is cool. Cause that's who it's for. It's for younger people. But like, I think adults could look at it and like it too. So I don't know, buy the book, whatever. But I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for supporting me. 
and uh, loving me because I don't know how to love myself, you know? Uh, that's great. You made a thing except that's good. sexually, I know how to love myself very well. <laughs> I, I just want to put it, that pinky, you know? baby. <laughs> wow. I'm just, the yeah. logistics of that uh, sound like a nightmare, honestly. <laughs> no, I got a long pinky, so it works. <laughs> oh, God. It's like a foot long. Hey, man, um, you got to be open about all this sort of stuff. I mean, if there's one thing I've learned from our the person we are talking about today, it's that you got to let your freak flag fly, daddy-o, okay? Yeah. You, for a few decades, and then stop. <laughs> it's okay stop. to become normal. It's all right yeah, to just a be like a person pivot. that's like, I don't really know much about the internet. I just enjoy my kids. <laughs> like, right. it's cool. Great. Please. Absolutely. Um, well, on that note, should we start it? Start the pod? Let's do it. Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. Every week we take people who are beloved from media, from history, and we tell you why they're gray, while they're not as amazing as we think they are, but we still love them despite that. It's a good podcast. I am shamed cricket player Albert Kirshner. Mm. I fled my country after fucking up cricket so bad they said I made the sport look Almost as boring. I don't know. Fuck cricket. <laughs> I just got lost in cricket. Hey, I'm Albert Kirshner. I'm a comedian. I do this podcast and I'm bad at it. With me as always is... What's up, everybody? Uh, I am Ben Katzner. I just finished ninth in the 200 meter dash at the Prefontaine Classic and people are pissed about it. Ben, on there's the only seven people. Did <laughs> <laughs> you do that badly? People were people were pretty upset. I uh, was supposed to be in the Olympics this year, but I got caught smoking some dope, and uh, people were really looking forward to my next race. That's so funny to I me. I blew it. The we in the Olympics thing is so funny to me. They're like, they can get high and still get gold medals. I don't see this problem. <laughs> this is insane. Oh, no. It's racist. They're <laughs> racist. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, oh, you mean this ancient European council? <laughs> That's like, hmm, what are reasons to, <laughs> to get these people out of here? Yeah, I think there's something there, but uh, yeah. Oh, this, like you said, this is Burn Your Heroes. We talk about yes. people we like, people we, we've we liked, people we know other people have liked, and we tell you why they kind of That's suck. a lot of them, is people, uh, other people talk about, I'm like, sure, all right. You like I, this I will so say, much, huh? I will say that this is, there are, there are people, like, this, this person today is not a person I, like, outwardly, I'm like, this is a person who, like, shaped my life. But I did go there this person did shape parts of my life. Like I just uh, never really thought about it until I had to for a podcast, which is who are we talking about today, Ben today? We are going to be talking about Madonna. Oh my God. I have to do it like this because we can't pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the algorithm can even kind of detect uh, any of the melody you were out, we're freaking out. <laughs> we will be talking about Madonna. And as per usual in this podcast, we will be talking about a bunch of other shit, but don't yes. add us about it. We the did first two hours are going to be about the Taliban, and I'm really sorry about that. I truly oh. am. <laughs> yeah, Madonna did perform for the Taliban once. And uh, I got to say, one of her best shows. I've seen that's, her live a few times. And this is jumping the thing, but that's like, that's what I viewed her as. It's like kind of the Jane Fonda of today. Oh, okay. That I will get into that. Um, so 
my man, what did you know? You knew nothing about borderline knew nothing no. about Madonna before. But like you were saying was like, okay, while we're looking at this, I realized Madonna has just been in the background of my life and you know in the forefront of many other people's lives for just like sure. my whole time my whole life. Yeah. I'm really shocked of like as far as celebrities you hear about, like she is her staying power has been absolutely ludicrous. She's been around since you were born, I think. I think she maybe came out in like eighty four. Oh my god, she was like, so, uh, yeah, in her yeah. 30s when I was born. <laughs> That's cool. Well, She's already like successful when I right. was starting to fail. <laughs> That's what's so hilarious about like what we're doing is like we're looking at these people and we're like, look at this fucking corporate shill, yeah. look at this bad person. <laughs> and on their side, they're like, I've been successful for longer than you've existed. Yeah, so we could combine both of our lives together and still not, <laughs> right? Not I've done more good. I'm a bad person who's done more good with my money than you've done with anything you've ever even mm. thought of. I mean, I've actually go off done King. bad with my money. <laughs> right. I've actually, I accidentally invested in some wrong things. I didn't understand the tickers. You know, right. I'm trying to get, build a portfolio and I've invested in some very, very bad things and I'm sorry. I PayPal the Taliban $5 is a bit once and I think it went through. <laughs> oh, that's going to get you. That's going to come I back to bite you someday. I think. I think they I think that five dollars went to something. You know what Our I mean? Our grandkids I, are gonna be doing a podcast, burn your zeros and be like, Remember Ben right. Katzner? Right. <laughs> he funded the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, they say you gotta donate, you gotta put your you gotta vote with your dollars, and that's what I decided to do. So do? <laughs> Ooh. so you so you <laughs> I you know, I guess I never really thought about your your ideas of foreign policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's a fun thing to say that no one's ever gonna scrub through this and be like what was that about so i'm not really worried about it but that is like a very oh yes fun, yes so a, that's <laughs> that's a fun thing to do today is just assume no one will never listen to your podcast so you can say terrible things well it's not even a terrible thing it's just like it's a thing that's so easily it'd just be like they would do all the work the fbi would be like hey we heard you said this thing we're gonna background check all this and it's such an easy thing to dismiss immediately i said i paypal the taliban five dollars there's in it, that check that background check takes literally 35 seconds to be like oh he's used paypal five times in his life none of these payments have gone to the taliban and then next the the next thing is just like Hey man, why the fuck would you lie about that? <laughs> like, who, who says that? And you're like, ah, you know, I was trying to make my buddy laugh on the pod, yeah. but we ignored every other word you said up till then, and we are now mad at you for this. Anyway, Madonna. Uh, so yeah, you didn't have the. This is one of those. This isn't going to be one where you're like, you know, when my parents would leave me for hours on end, I would sit and listen to Madonna records, doing the Vogue dance, you know putting traffic cones over my nipples to be just like her uh you have no real madonna uh whatever i i um the music i feel like i've just has been in my life for a long time like just like ancillary like you know you're listening to like a radio station in the morning on the way to school and they're like and coming up next madonna and you're like what and then it's just her being like I want to fuck, you know, like yeah, just yeah, yeah. Her, her saying, I'm going to fuck everybody, you know, without actually saying that, which is That's what the artistry, that's where the that's, artistry comes in. To be, to be is, so what is so interesting about her is her longevity. Um, she is, she is currently still the 
highest selling best selling female artist recording artist like still to this day which is insane if you think of like how music works and how popular things are and how much it spreads like she is still this person which is insane to me um and she her music did like break through a lot of barriers like you have to even if you don't like what she was doing like her as a musician and as a person really like put said like basically said like uh you know like being a sexual being is fine you guys are being weird you know yeah which is kind of tight i do like that kind like, of similar lines that. of like what miley cyrus is doing recently or kind not of not even like, close that's what? so unbelievable that you'd even compare <laughs> what are you talking Why, about how do you how do you how do you figure that that's the same I know, that was like a whole thing people were like shitting on miley cyrus for being like slutty and she was like I'm allowed to be slutty. Why are you mad at me for this? This is a stupid thing to be mad at me for. That's every female pop star. Yeah, like they have to keep doing this because we're still weird about it. Who was the first one to? I don't know. I don't know. I know Madonna was a big one, but there's obviously people before that. You know, and probably before that, there was people who were like, you know, I'm okay with showing a little ankle while we didn't right. do our dance. People <laughs> like, no, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Women don't have ankles. I don't want to see it. I think as far as pop music is considered madonna's like right up there is probably one of the first like real like mainstream success to a astronomical level but also like putting that shit uh barrier breaking shit in people's faces being like yeah i wrote a book about sex or whatever it's called and then like here are my nips and uh also there's probably like a photo of Dennis Rodman eating me out on here and also i'm gonna you know make a song called like a virgin and I don't know whatever she, she just does, does like, i'm gonna i'm gonna make out with uh britney spears and what's her face oh, yeah, I remember that. at the mtv music awards she was part of a lot of sexual awakenings for a lot of people over time which that alone i think is pretty impressive i think it's like if you see someone through several decades you keep forgetting it's the same person i'm like sure. it was like stitching these moments together and i was like oh yeah that was still her um yeah. but she was like she had this speech i think she got like a lifetime achievement award and she was giving the speech about like well i you know the music industry is like this shitty for me to this for this reason and they're like neglectful of me for this reason and i'm like i don't know you're doing okay you're not wrong you know and a lot of people are getting treated poorly because like they're sexualized women but like you're doing all right <laughs> at the end of, like they like yes you might have been held back in some ways but you're you're fine you're yeah, but not, I do like, think it's not important. getting to be a musician. It's important for her to say that. It's important because to be she like, is. Be, like, yeah, she's doing fine. So she's in a position of power to be like, hey, this industry does suck. This is horrible. They're horrible to women. We see it every day. And like, fuck these people. Like, I'm appreciative of the support from my fans and that, you know, I've had this longevity throughout the industry and whatever. But like, hey, let's do better. I do think that's an important. It would be, it would be, we would have another thing on this list if of uh the way she's shitty if she was just got like a lifetime achievement award and was like yeah this was actually pretty easy uh, music <laughs> is dope like that would be pretty rough we wouldn't want that from someone you know one thing we're finding a lot of like these mega musicians is they're really good at managing their own shit like she is how do you, how do you she runs that? her own company that is her own production company and her own record label like she's yeah like the business side of it she has like absolutely been crushing it for so long. And I think that's like a big part of it, of like the staying power is having the smarts to kind of run your own and control your own content very like throughout the entire time. Yeah. That's why you got to pull your shit off of OnlyFans and just start your own website and put it on there, folks. It's now's the time. 
If anybody okay. was wondering where my new feet picks are going to be. Um, <laughs> How do I pay w- for them, though? I need to be able to pay for them. That's www.bensfeetwet.org. Oh, I prefer <laughs> I prefer this dry stuff. But, you know, an artist has to try some stuff out. This is my oh, wet fine. phase, baby. And uh, every third toe, every third toe is going to be soaked in some sort of substance. God, you know, you've really gotten comfortable with the foot stuff on this pod. I've been noticing that over the oh, last. Sorry, few are you kink shaming really... me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kink shaming you. Put your goddamn feet away. Everyone, get your feet out of each other's mouths and walk on them. That's, that's my. Not new what thing. My that's not what my subs say. You know, they like <laughs> the feet, baby. They like these boots are made for walking. They call me the Digit Daddy because I'm out here doing things. <laughs> Those daddy. are digits, right? That's your shirt. Yeah, they count as digit digits. Daddy is pretty good. That's merch. Yeah. Add us. Let us know. We do have a new Twitter. Uh, Burn your heroes pod podcast. I don't know what it is. Burn your heroes pod at gmail.com. You started it. It's you're the one. Who no, made but it. we have a Twitter too. So add us and let me know if you yeah. want us to make digital daddies shirts. Uh, we can do that. Old Digit Daddy. Digit, like a digit foot. Daddy. It's like a foot, but wearing one of those like leather hell- masks things, you know? It's like a foot yeah. in, in gear. We got an idea. I have an artist. I'm going to be the artist. I'm going to draw. I can't draw, but I'm going to draw it up. Perfect. Uh, the, Twitter, the Twitter is, as as I completely forgot, oh no. Whatever. It's Burn Your Heroes, at Burn Your Heroes. You can find me and then ask. tell me if you want a shirt about my toes. Okay. So anyway uh yes today we're talking madonna so we've said all the good i mean that's basically the good i do think she was a uh she had a lot to overcome oh we didn't she like really she came from michigan okay came to new york to like make it she's one of these people who like they'll say this shit and you're like all right i don't know if this is true or not but she's like (laughs) i came to new york with 35 dollars in my pocket you know and whatever and like somehow whatever she managed to like get in these spaces with popular artists whether like actual like Basquiat and all these people and uh, like musicians and dancers and everybody. And like, she was in these circles doing all these things and still like working at like a Dunkin Donuts and weird shit. So you're like, Oh, I do appreciate that. You did truly like come from very little. And now you're here and you're busting your ass to like, try to make it. Um, There was a time like straight up trigger warning for this, but there was a time where she was like, she was coming home from work and like, like two guys assaulted her at like knife point and like you're just like nobody this is wild that nobody's talking about like the actual shit that she's gone through and it's so she's been around for so long that the humanity is stripped away and they talk about like oh she her and dennis robin hooked up isn't that crazy and you're like yeah no you know what's really crazy two men fucking almost killed her on the way home from work that's that's what's crazy you know her like uh, popular i mean we come back to this a lot is like we're a weird people that are obsessed with sex and get mad at anyone who talks about it yeah it's really fucking it's so baffling to me and that's like her downsides to her career have been a lot of that of people like we love this we love what you're doing but i have to publicly say you're doing a bad thing right we're fucking we were this country was started by the worst versions from europe and we just can't let go of that they're so yeah it's like oh these guys with wooden teeth are insecure about how small their dicks are so now women in 2021 have to suffer for it it's pretty lame <laughs> and i and and it's like internalized in all of us like i still have stuff where i'm like not like there's just certain things where i'm like well i i support this but i don't know if i could ever like 
spent, you know, build a life with someone who does X, Y, Z. And then people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. wrong. I don't <laughs> well, know where that I came just from. Accidentally I don't know become what happened. conservative. What the fuck? Well, I feel like we have a lack of Frank. I don't know about you, but I like never had no one was willing to have like Frank conversations about sex with me. You know, our family like gave me a book that had like a lot of information and that was like mostly biological but that was like no one i feel like other than pop stars no one was really like okay with talking about it yeah i mean i try to talk about it on this podcast and you shut me down all the time yeah so i understand that's still yeah, ingrained I mean, in me man get your feet out of my mouth i think uh digit daddy uh <laughs> I yeah I I never had like a sex talk and I truly think like in a weird way like I am there are times where I can look back and watch I'd be like watching Madonna video or be like oh she has a sex book or whatever and be like oh okay so like I guess it's not the worst thing in the world or like it's the weird combination of things that inform your sex uh outlook right where it's like okay pop culture and then like okay there's like late night tv and it's like howard stern's on Uh oh this is bad this is how uh, i'm gonna learn yeah but then it's like come on drink water in that toilet do it for me right. i took off your shirt like this is what sex is this is everything right. i know about sex but then in a weird way you'll you'll hit like um what's her name fuck there's that old sex lady do you remember her yes yes dr ruth i think is it dr ruth it's i dr. think it might something. be i think i'm it's worried dr. that ruth. there's two there's like a dr ruth if it's dr ruth hopefully that's her but if it's if dr ruth is like a different person who's like a nazi or something yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, just like if you about. have sex i will find you <laughs> right but there was this old lady who's just like cool she just had like a talk show and like a table full of wobbly ass dildos yeah and like we you know you'd sit with your friends and be like oh my god she's old and she's talking about getting it in but in your in your deepest darkest parts of your soul you're like thank you thank you, Dr. Thank you so much but like, as i was talking about like that's what we need is just like more people just like not to get you off not to like do anything other than just like frank conversations about sex i got into very boring kink podcast while I was temping in offices, which the contrast is wild, you know, just like fucking paperwork all day. And then people were like, this is how you ask to do this stuff to each other. But it just was like, it felt healing to hear people talk about it in a way that wasn't charged with anything that was just informative. Yeah. And in, like, I think that would be healthy to have more of that. God bless you, Dr. Ruth. She yeah. might have even written the book that my family gave me that was like, we don't want to deal with this. Dr. Ruth will deal with this. Right. So I was like, there's I'm not going to read the book. There's a whole chapter on postmenopausal sex. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this. It's just but about I do her sex it. life. Right. Like, I um, and then, so the last thing we'll, I'll say in support of Madonna before we move on here is that. Oh, you burn her to the fucking ground. Another thing that happened that people don't really talk about enough is that essentially Playboy uh, and like Penthouse like leaked her old nudes. Like she would like pose as like. She would take new photos or whatever for artistic reasons. You know how like people do it for sculpting and shit, something like that, right? And they were just they on sold our business. That why shit. she has nudes? Yeah, exactly. And they they like someone you know probably was like, hey man, if you got seventy bucks, I'll give you these. You know, and they make a gigantic profit off of the shit. And like that's fucked up. Like that's the shit today. We're like, hey, that's like a crime. Yo. And if we find out you did that, like you can go to jail for this. This right? is why people don't respect journalism anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Playboy. Playboy was the original yellow journalism. Absolutely. <laughs> There's um, a great story in uh, in K-pop 
where you know they were having their own kind of like awakening with realizing with like do have i told you the story already um, i think we've talked about this on here yes oh yeah well i don't know okay. but like so you know a lot of uh there's like couple started happening and people were like really excited about it and then there was like an american guy who was trying to sell her like nudes yeah to uh companies and all the korean uh media companies were like no we're out of this and then there was a company i think that was like a hybrid like some americans some korean people working that were willing to post it and then everyone else blacklisted them and i thought that was a oh, really cool uh, that is great freaking like yeah we don't play that way yeah i love me. that we will do the paparazzi thing. We will make her live in a castle to learn how to become okay. this. We will steal her life from her, but you don't get to post that part. No, that's right. cool. <laughs> That's yeah, that is kind of beautiful. Uh, that will never happen here. There's no way. <laughs> just, we'd have to burn the whole United States down and start off. Empires are built off of selling people's nudes. True. Which is why anyone who wants mine again, digitdaddy.gov. <laughs> I think that's how the Bush family came to power. You know, the Kennedys started with a bootlegger and the Bushes started with nude leakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, what do you have? Uh, what do you have for her? What's your what's your reason to fucking hate her as much as you do? Because you went off early before the podcast. Like, I fucking hate Madonna. I've always hated Madonna. And I, didn't say I have that. several reasons to burn her to the ground. I didn't say that. Stop that. She might listen. <laughs> um, so here's the thing so there are like like most aging pop stars there are phases to madonna right i feel like Cher probably had this too and um i don't know who i feel like there. i feel like when people talk about like a barbara streisand or whatever you know because always like these phases of like when these for whatever reason we we've moved into a new madonna phase and i'm realizing now and it's not just the women this is men a thing I really think is like um, there are some benefits to dying young if you're famous. There are some benefits, okay? Think about how lucky we are that we never got to see Kurt Cobain grow old. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know that sounds harsh. I understand what I'm saying. But, like, we've seen what Snoop Dogg is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, imagine fucking and that's like actually one of the better ones too right <laughs> he's not like telling you to drink chemicals right now he's right just being like very boring <laughs> so i just think that it's sometimes okay to maybe be part of the 27 club or whatever you know like chris farley isn't around right now on going on tour with the my pillow guy you know yeah. what i mean like there's like lucky if you have like two decades of everyone telling you you're the greatest thing that's ever happened, eventually that seems to get to people and then they just start going for it. You know, I have another solution. Instead of people dying in their 20s, how about if you have two decades of fame, you have to do another decade of doing like minimum wage work. Yeah. Or yeah, like you have to get knocked back to it. You have to start over. Just, yeah. You just have to start over. You just have to go. You're like, hey. You had a great two decade run. I'll see you at the open mics. Next um, month. Like, I'm Madonna. It's like, no, you're in Chipotle and I want my burrito. <laughs> Please. Well, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Keep it rolling. I support that. I actually don't like or I don't mind that at all. So Madonna in this other phase is just too rich to be relatable. And that is where weird shit just starts happening. Okay? She still has all of the like, I'm going to fight the status quo. I'm going to fight. She's got that like attitude of like, I'm I'm the rebel, but like is now being pointed at things like COVID information and <laughs> things that are like 
yeah. maybe not as oppressive as she thinks they are there's a point where you get too rich and too secluded where the your world is a different world like she literally does not understand the effects of like race right now like she's proven that like she wants to end racism but she by her actions she's proven she doesn't quite know what racism actually is you know what i mean like it's a very weird thing so here are just a couple quick examples um one so she's adopted a handful some would say a grip of black children uh from an east african country um what is it malawi what's it malawi i think malawi so and recently during like post george floyd era she had one of her older sons do a interpretive dance to michael jackson to let people know or like in support of anti-racism or like uh to i want to say to support fighting for george floyd's life and like actively being against racism and stuff and it is one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and i, I saw a lot a of people hit by a car once okay <laughs> yeah but you that. loved that you won't stop talking about how great that was for you i saw my brother get struck by a car this is i just realized new trauma is i this real? This just came up this is real i, I was the person i said the person i said i saw a man, a man get hit by a car once that is a different memory than the memory i just had of once my brother was driving a snowmobile and he got t-boned by a car uh and i saw Ooh. that happen irl with my own eyes madonna's <laughs> son interpretive dancing is worse <laughs> than that that's wild i feel like every time interpretive dance is brought up people really relive a lot of trauma <laughs> yeah right that's i think that's the point i don't know <laughs> what they're doing um so and then so there's that there's stuff so that's her just being out and like she's behind the camera and she's not she's not like saying yes queen but that is the energy right it is yes queen energy and i just feel so bad for this kid which is crazy because i'm like he'll have a better life than i'll ever have in my entire life but he's like a grown he's like i, I want to say he's somewhere between 14 and 19 i can't remember how old he is but like a teenager technically but old enough to know that this sucks right yeah and he's still doing it it's like being at like a cocktail party and your parents are like do that little joke you do for us do that little thing where you pull your head up over or you pull your shirt up over your head and you shake your titties around like do that and you're like mom i don't want to these guys are like i don't know this is just for us it's like a thing i did once as a joke i was high off a of high c don't make me do it again <laughs> But instead of it being your parents in a small party, it's one of the most famous women in the world. Yeah, it's like seven. Putting it on people. Instagram, <laughs> and you just being like, "Well, you did save me, so I guess I." That's have so. To that's so awkward. Of like, okay, but are you raising people, or is this a prop? Like, don't treat people like props. Yeah, it's bad. It's rough. And so she, speaking of her sons um so that was more recently where she tried she tried to end racism with interpretive dance through her son um before that in like 2014 or 2015 she has a white son and uh on an instagram post she referred to him as the n-word she said i don't remember exactly what the post was but it was like da 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 da, -da hanging out blah 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 and then i don't even understand the hashtag but it was dish nigga which like did she mean like this nigga like i don't know what she's trying to say i don't know if he's like a dishwasher like there's no 
there's no explanation <laughs> that makes it make sense to me okay so in her apology to that and i let me pull it up i think i still have this up here so let's make sure i'm reading this right oh god there's just so many it's just um, funny because it's like she's getting very comfortable, but also on the biggest platform. So right. like everyone's watching. So here's a headline that has a little bit of a quote from her. Madonna apologizes after calling son Rocco the N-word on Instagram. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, her quote, it was used as a term of endearment toward my son who is white. What? How do you not? That's you're too rich. You've been alive too long and you're too rich to know. She's actually that. still pretty connected to the underground scene. She's pretty connected right. to what's cool, what's happening. And this is proof. This is technical proof. You have it. She's like, hey, I've ridden the seven train in New York. <laughs> and uh, I know that white kids are saying this all the time. So I thought it was cool. Hudson <laughs> Yards. I understand. <laughs> the realest neighborhood in the city. No, you got to go towards Queens. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh i uh she's uh so that's like the level of disconnected she is from the world where she's like oh no i used the n-word but my son was white so it's cool and you're like bitch what the fuck are you talking about that's the craziest thing that is that is truly one of only a rich person would say that nobody else would say that I'd I like, can't think of another person in reality much that would be like, that's okay. A lot of her internet presence, I feel like now, right? The COVID stuff happened and she was like in a tub talking about how we're all in this together and it's the yeah. great equalizer and people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. We are having very different experiences right now. There's not a lot of equal to this. So you pointed something out before where she's like in charge of a lot of her own business and stuff. Yeah. And I think there is a there comes a point where that is bad i think it's bad that she doesn't have someone controlling her instagram she doesn't have someone she needs a she needs a conservatorship just for her social media she needs a That's board of investors is. that could vote yeah. her out now that now that britney spears dad has more free time maybe he can just run her twitter for a while he's you know got the I mean? resume for it i think that's not a bad idea because you can't be sitting in a tub and being calling covid19 the great equalizer when it hasn't affected you in any way, shape, or form, like uh, maybe you can't. She canceled a couple tour dates, but it's like at this point she's touring for the exercise. She's not doing it because she needs the money, and she's not doing it because the fan base is like clamoring for Madonna. Like her fan base, like I gotta imagine a lot of them aren't alive anymore. What were they? There's some 61? big defenders on everything you've mentioned so far, by the way. Yeah. People are like, why the fuck does she do this? There's people who are like, hey, leave her alone. Sure. She's an angel and a saint. And like, okay, but she's not immune from criticism. Yeah, it's just that weird. She's she I mean, at the end of the day, she's a white woman. And I think we have to remember that. So like sometimes well-intentioned white women can make a situation worse situation worse just by being there and i feel like she can do that she'll just be like <laughs> she'll just be like the world's like facing for the first time in a long time everybody is singularly focused on racism and she's like well i'm here too and i need you to know that i stand with you and the best way for me to stand with you is to make my black son dance for you like that's <laughs> that she white woman it up and that happens sometimes not all white women are bad okay i understand i'm not saying that 
Um, this one sometimes can be bad. I I can say that. That's it's almost as if we've been growing her ego for several decades, and now it's right. out of control, which comes up a bunch. And oh. Malawi is a great, I think, a very funny example. Let me. Right? That is. Yes. You want to save that? You want to say step back a little? Let me say this real quick because it perfectly ties into exactly what you said, and then we'll talk about that. Okay. So this. So she for years of us gassing her up and like letting her know that she's the best thing that's ever happened or whatever um, at a tribute to Aretha Franklin. Um, <laughs> I didn't read that. She, she pissed people off because she was supposed to talk about, you know, AKA the queen of soul at the, at the 20 M 2018 MTV music video awards. But instead of even talking about her at all, she literally just spent 10 minutes talking about all the shit that her, she Madonna had done. And it's just like, again, who's in someone needs to be in charge here. What are we doing? We don't there's no one that can play her off. There's no one that can be like, you know, tap her on the shoulder and be like, hey, hey, buddy, you're actually supposed to be talking about the black woman. We're here to celebrate. I know. I know your genes. I know what's in your DNA. But uh, <laughs> this is actually not what you're supposed to be doing right now. Just so you know, like, her, her management seems to be pretty just like, yeah, she's fucking awesome, dude. If her you don't like her, probably, you're jealous. Her management is probably just her kids, honestly, at this point. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to need... who? She's going to be like, I'm going to need five children. Give me someone who's good at taxes, someone who's good at PR. Um, and the other three, I don't know. Can they drive? We'll figure it out. You know, like that's, that's why she adopts so many kids. I believe that. Okay, so, did she like found that idea of adopting kids from another country that she like the inspiration for angelina jolie just going like oh yeah we should go get like we should go to a country and just grab some kids that's a great question i don't know person. she definitely it is such a weird thing because i think charlie's charlie's theron also does this but i don't know if people talk about this as much hey lucy kershner did it and i'm grateful baby oh i was like i was like who the fuck is a lucy kershner <laughs> Like, what is she in? What is she in like a Marvel movie? I didn't know. I was like, who is this person? Yeah, that's that's so funny. That's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. She got trolled by a lot of people off of that her last project, but I liked it. It was fine. Um. Yeah. There is this weird thing of rich white women going to these countries that they perceive to be as you know less than the United States or whatever, and being like, I will whisk in and save you, and then like. So a thing that people would ask me, knowing that I have white parents, would be like, well, did they, like, teach you about your culture at all? Like, did they teach you about whatever? Oh, that's interesting. And uh, they didn't. They didn't. We didn't talk about race at all. And, like, black people a lot of times would, like, definitely get upset at that, which I understand. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I was adopted by Midwesterners uh, in, like, 87 or whatever. So, like, what do they know? They What the fuck did they really know about yeah, they're like, I was hoping you teach us. Right. It's probably for the best that they just gave me a neutral palette and let me figure myself. Otherwise, out. like, <laughs> I don't know, you'd be maybe you'd be in that situation when they're like, you're going to solve racism for us. We got you. Right. Man. So, yeah, I do wonder when these rich white ladies go to these places and bring these kids, like how much of their culture are they still incorporating? And is it them teaching or is it like? are you surrounding your kids by people from these places? So they have learned lived experience 
that they can, which I know it's not happening where it's like, you're not, are you going, you know, are you going back to these places? Are you hanging out? Are you in contact with people from these places where these kids came from? And I'm sure they're not, I'm sure. And that's fucking weird. And then, so it's weird when shit comes up and they're like, Oh wait, you're black. Uh, Fix it. You know? And it's like, you can't, you can't ignore someone's history forever and then be like, all right, now you're in the spotlight. This is probably going to go fine. You know what I you mean? You know, my family did. My family, like, went, like, my brother especially, like, he went to college. He studied in college. He, like, yeah. learned Arabic. He learned Uzbek. He learned, like, my family did get obsessed with it. And I was, like, annoyed because I didn't care. Of course. <laughs> that, and that's how it goes. Kids never, like, we never know. We never know how important it is until later. But, like. I don't know. I, I I love to hear that your family did that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I was I think that's not, cool. like as you were talking about that, I was realizing I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They did actually put effort into that part of it, despite me just wanting to hang out and eat chicken nuggets. Right. Like actually, like, I was American at heart from the get go, baby. Xbox till I die. You're like chicken dinos are my culture. Back off, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was a real rude little guy. <laughs> Who taught you that? Mountain Dew. Shut up. <laughs> Did you want to say something about Malawi? So I yeah, so she that. has like uh, an organization called uh, I think Rise or Raise Malawi. Um, you know, from the Wait. ashes of Malawi, you got to raise <laughs> Those it can up. Be yeah. Two very different things. Um, or like raise as in burnt, like destroy it. Like no, not R A I Z E. <laughs> <laughs> She's not like the Romans coming to raise Malawi. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that her they like do a lot of uh, education. That's their big thing is funding schools. Okay. Um, and a bunch of dumping money into well, it's like you know this kind of came up in the Oprah thing where you're like, I think you're just giving money to people you hope are building schools, yeah, because right? you're right. like, how much oversight are you really doing on this? And then she'll go and visit and be like, look at all the schools I've built; these do look good. I'm glad you guys actually built schools instead of I don't know what you, what else you were gonna do with the money. They're great, glad the schools are getting built, and then I'll grab a kid to go. That's right. been a kid or two to go. Um, yeah, I'll take bottled water one built school and give me two kids yeah give me two kids extra extra fertile i don't know i'm sorry i just said a word i didn't know <laughs> whoa you weren't giving me anything so i just said a thing i feel bad i caught it okay. sometimes i feel Check bad for cutting Oprah you episode. off and now i guess i have to <laughs> something yeah like sometimes that. you have to you don't have to cut me off but fucking <laughs> say something give me a head nod give um, me a laugh and then i'll stop that's all i need jesus anyway <laughs> So uh, the okay, there's like a great a, podcast. Check out. <laughs> there's this, you know, where like she is dumping a bunch of money into it, but then it kind of seems like she's liking being the savior of this of this country, and the country she's itself is like, yeah. please. I mean, like, please stop. Like, thank you for helping with the infrastructure. Thank you for helping set up schools, but also we don't want to treat you like our goddess. Right. And there's like a. You know, there's like this day where she they kind of stopped giving her the VIP treatment and she got like really pissy with them about it. And she had to like wait in line at an airport. and It was a big deal. And her management was like, you guys are just mad at us. You grudge against us because we've been you're like mad at how much power and aid we have in this country now. And it's like this is a bad like you're some this isn't real charity if you need to be celebrated. Right. Like this. Um, yeah, it's I would been wild. That. Yeah, it's weird. I don't really the things that i feel like people would make fun of madonna about are not the things that like she should actually be made fun about like what you're saying is something that we should be making fun of her where it's like 
yes, you are wildly successful and you're rich beyond my, any, you, you know, your years and generational wealth and whatever, but you're not like a fucking God. You know what I mean? Like you're not, nobody is praying at the altar of Madonna. And if they are, I am probably crossing the street of, when I see them because they are a insane person in New York. You know what I mean? Like it's not anybody who's like, praise the goddess Madonna is someone who I'm like, oh, you have, you are just as out of touch with reality as Madonna. Actually is, right. <laughs> yeah. So you got to remember you are a human being and like, we are all, you're not just because you have a bunch of hits does not mean you are better than like, you know, some president of a country or whatever. It's like, it's, and it's, look, the money is helpful. It is helpful. Great. But also like if you, if you're doing it because you need this val more validation from it, it's exhausting. Right. It's exhausting thing. And it has to be exhausting to deal with her when she shows up. Cause she's like, I saved you. I freaking saved you. Huh? You were fucked without me. And you're like, yeah, we're still living. We're still a country. We don't, you know, and it's like, you're just going to leave in a day or two anyway and go home and be like, I saved that country. I will spend almost zero time in. It is probably exhausting to be with her. That's probably why she always fucks like 19 year olds, you know, like she's <laughs> just like, I need someone with energy to get in here. And uh, yeah, I guess we just kind of let that slide to you. I think she's like dating someone who's her son's age currently. Uh, God, that which just has to feel weird. Yeah. That's but at the same time, I was like, I'd be like, if I was 19 and Madonna came at me and I was with some like slick shit, I'd be like, look, just don't make me dance for you on Instagram and we can, <laughs> we can do this. We can no deal. <laughs> I like, think I can't find a 19 year old right. dance for me. Right. <laughs> Bitch, I'm it's Madonna. Like, oh, Get the hell out. You think you have non dancing dick? I doubt it, buddy. You know what I mean? Like, you're. <laughs> It's part of it. Would you um, fuck Madonna if she asked you? Probably not now. Is, no. Is this crazy? Is this a crazy podcast? Most of my life, yeah. But not now. Most of my life, nah. Now not you're like, I've it. got HVAC gigs lined up. I'm better than <laughs> yeah. this bitch. I, don't I could that. get someone in their 50s. Thank you very much. I Yeah, I mean, now that I am, you know, committed to uh, the love of my life. <sighs> Yes, I guess no. Say I yes. guess no. I guess no. <laughs> now that I'm in a committed relationship, yes, I would break. She's that not. I'm not. I'm not. Now that I have to something to lose. My, yeah, right. I'm not. I could lose. Think of all the passwords, like uh, all the streaming oh services, God. I could lose out on if I cheated on my fiance with Madonna. You know, um, <laughs> she is not one of my celebrity outs. We have some celebrity outs, and Madonna is not one of them. So I'm not wasting one on her. But there was a time in my life where if she was into like a chubby ninth grader from central Minnesota, she could have sat on my kneecaps or whatever she needed. Yeah, you know? now we're up to the knees. One of these days when you get the whole leg involved. She's reverse, she's reverse sitting on the knees. So she's sitting on the knees but facing my feet so she can suck my toes. Oh, uh, that's smart. Wow. Someone just got I just ruined someone's day yeah. by saying that. That absolutely <laughs> completely fucked somebody up. Um, hey, your podcast makes me really sad. Not the terrible things people do, but the fucking leg stuff. <laughs> I just, it's fun to talk about. Um, was there anything else that you had? Uh, oh, the one thing you mentioned before. I mentioned the started, doctor, right? You got to, we should talk I have about doctor. Okay, yeah. so during the COVID thing, okay, like the tone deaf stuff, I just, I'm not that bothered by it anymore because I just expect that from celebrities. Like if people make their nut off of, 
something completely different. I don't expect them to be like responsible, reasonable people. But the thing that's really getting to me is that she's got like a real hard on for that doctor that Trump was really into for a bit that was trying to get people. Sure. Her name is Stella Emanuel. Who yeah, was, best to get her name out yeah. here so we can really spread the word. <laughs> who was like trying to get people to drink, what was it, a hydroxychloroquine instead right. of like, to, you know, for COVID, like that'll fix it. But then also the doctor the stuff... who made Sarah Cooper famous essentially is. Who... <laughs> yeah. I don't know that reference. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Never mind. I like laugh and I'm like, wait, no, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did what I asked you to do, but I, yeah, yeah. and you were like, I can't lie to these people. I don't know. There was a, real quick, there was a woman on TikTok who, she's a comedian from New York who blew up over the pandemic because um, Trump was giving a speech about hydroxychloroquine or whatever, or, or no, he was talking about like injecting bleach, maybe whatever. He was just on this tip of like, fuck it. I don't know. Maybe you yeah. uh, put this is bleach when in he bed. was fucking with this doctor. Lady. Right. Exactly. That was the same time frame. And um, Sarah Cooper did a TikTok like just mimicking the words and like doing some actions of what Trump was doing and fucking blew up and got a Netflix special and just got a CBS show. It's Goddamn. hilarious to me that you wouldn't know who that is, but <laughs> that's OK. All right. Anyway, that's it's totally fine. I just I love learning what you the things, you know, and the things you are just never got to you. I love that. It's freaking it's a good time. Um, one of my favorite things that this so this doctor just says a bunch of crazy nonsense. Uh, that's like kind of how she's making her nut in this world. God bless. Everyone's got to make your way. Uh, one of my favorite is that she like believes that generational curses can be passed through the placenta. <laughs> Which I will say is the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> yes. so, Listen, tread lightly, friend. If you were cursed for something horrible you did to a magic person at one time, there is a scientific explanation to how that gets to your ancestors, how that gets down to the people after you also. It's funny because it takes like a real, there's a real concept of generational trauma that people are exploring of like how if your ancestors were like slaves, that trauma is passed down through your genes and DNA and like is in you today. I don't, you know, I don't know where we stand on that, if that's conclusive, not whatever. But it's so funny to be like that close to a real thing that people are trying to explore and be like, there is generational curses. curses. Like, yes. what? like imagine her being at a scientific conference of some sort with all these peers. And then she's just like, look, as your co colleagues, ladies, gentlemen, I too stand in front of you and believe in generational curses via the placenta. And everyone just looks up from their notepads and like, what? I like the idea that it's like in response to the question about generational trauma. She's like, no, that is absolute nonsense. Right. There right. is, however, generational curses. Right. <laughs> if but you're doomed look, to a life of misfortune, your children will inherit that through the look, placenta. We all know how good placenta tastes. I like it. You like it. Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, that's uh, why madonna but, started adopting all these kids she's like i gotta stop burdening my children with my curses right <laughs> that's uh people make fun of her for so much stuff but it's like god there's so much stuff there it, so much other stuff like people are like oh kabbalah or whatever and like oh yeah you know i'm just like that's not funny you know what's funny is that she believes in this you know it's cool she, her opinions on the illuminati 
I like that. Does she have opinions on? Yeah, she's like everyone's always talking about the shadow organization. The Illuminati was used to describe the people during the Enlightenment period, like Da Vinci and a bunch of other people who were bringing like great ideas into the world. So when you say I'm part of the Illuminati, you're saying I'm part of these like incredible thinkers that shed a lot of light on things in the world, and I'm proud of that. And you're like, damn, Madonna, and she just keeps going off. (laughs) Anyways, I own this country that I pretty much bought. (laughs) Like, oh Christ. I love that you were just sitting on that. That's such a like it just fun I thing. remembered it. Yeah. It just came to you right there. Uh hell yeah. Hey, at okay. least I made it into the recording, huh? Yeah, for the first time. Yes. <laughs> Normally we would turn this off and you would have this beautiful nugget and I'd be like, should we re-record, I guess? I don't know. I don't know what we should do with this information. Um Do you have right. a scale to this week? Do you have I know you don't. I do, but I just have, <laughs> I know you for a fact you don't. <laughs> uh, no, I have a scale this week. Okay. Uh, this, I'd love to shittiness scale. Shittiness scale. We should have a drop for this. The shittiness scale. Brought to you by Yerba Mate. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how shitty do I think Madonna is? 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. Uh, so a 1 is... I'm adopted by Madonna. That's it. That's a one. <laughs> Ours are the opposite. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's not perfect, but I'm rich. I can do whatever I want. I have enough self-awareness that, um, you know, she can't play her little mind games on me. She's not going to catch me. She's not going to – I'm not going to be, like, uh, you know, fighting for George Floyd's uh, legacy via interpretive dance or anything like that. Um, speaking of which, I have to say the side note. Did you ever see the video? I think it's David Guetta, maybe. Of the D- there's a DJ. yes, I was gonna bring that up too. And he's just like, This is for George right. Floyd, just DJing this on a This goes out to George Floyd and his family. Like, hey, um, DJs don't need to talk. Can we just all come together and agree that no DJ ever needs to talk? And then, yeah, and then there's a drop, there's like an MLK, like. I have a dream drop. And then it's like, (laughs) shit's wild. We will, maybe we'll post it, but you got to look that up. Uh, But anyway, yeah. One is just being adopted by Madonna. Nothing happens. She dies. She doesn't leave me any money. That's it. Okay. That's a one. Not bad. Uh, A 10 is. Wait, in your one, you don't get any money left. She dies and then you no, just like gave me enough money during her life that I didn't need any oh. during after you probably made some sound investments. Yeah, too sloppy with it. She probably pays for stuff in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I invested in uh, Dogecoin and oh, tampons. smart. <laughs> and <laughs> the two unkillable industries. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. So I didn't feel bad about it. It was a nice service. Um, a lot of her friends, you know, a lot of her famous friends showed up, but it was actually the people who aren't famous that showed up that really let me know who Madonna was as a person. You know what I mean? Like they call, you know, the public calls her Madonna. They call her Madge, you know, they just really, wow. they really knew her. And to be able to talk to those people and like, you know, share some laughs and cry a little while we had some food, like that's enough for me. That's enough. I don't need money. I have the wealth of that knowledge of like who my mother, adopted mother, Madonna was to those people. Cool. I'll see you in three months when you're fighting her other children for her. (laughs) (laughs) That's a one. Okay. A 10 is I start, I, I start dating Madonna now. Okay. 
I she Madonna swoops in on tour. She comes to uh, I don't know. She does a one-off show in Brooklyn, and I'm like, I gotta see this shit. Yeah. And then I go see. I'm at Starbar. It's Madonna. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. I I start dating Madonna after she's fallen off. Something horrible <laughs> has happened. She's lost all of her money, and she's doing a bar tour, but she's only touring comedy venues in New York City. <laughs> So and low level comedy venues in New York City. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta see this shit. I go see Madonna. It's bad. It's real bad. Bad enough where I'm like, I gotta talk to her after this. She's so accessible that I can just go. No one wants to talk yeah. to her. Anyone yeah, she's just sitting at the bar, chilling, she's looking around like bar, oh, sheepishly. Come on, drinking a drinking a house whiskey neat. Barely has enough money to <laughs> house pay for whiskey. Her. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Even and the bartender go goes her. ugh when you order that. <laughs> I slide up next to her. She looks at me, tears welling up in her eyes, and she goes, I think I fucked up. And then we make out. <laughs> all right? Ruins my potential marriage. All right? I am no longer mm-hmm. going to be married. Probably the highlight of her post-fall career. Uh, a lot of comedy was, people in the room, too. Probably not going to career much, either. Seth Simons is there. He's blogging about it. He's like, this stupid bitch is making out with Madonna and ruining his life. I am So now I, everything I have has fallen apart. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm stuck with Madonna. I'm like, hey, let's let's make this a thing. Like, I've sacrificed a lot. You've lost a lot. I think we're both at a place in our lives where maybe we should give this a legitimate shot. And after I say that, she goes, oh, no, you're too old for me. (laughs) That's a 10. Where would you throw her on your scale? I think Madonna is a two. Yeah, she's fine. (laughs) <laughs> she's like cringy that's like her yeah. most of her big she's, crimes are just like oh come on yeah she's a rich white auntie and you're just like i don't know i don't want my friends to meet you but you're you're tr- you're not a horrible person you're all just the like, things we're like naming about in they're like coming from a place of trying to be right. good right they're not coming right. from a place to try and like hurt people she's like i want to build i want to save this country and you're like save okay fine but you know it's good that you're investing you know, you're right. putting your money in a good place. And, you know, it's like she's using a platform to at least mention George Floyd, maybe in the cringiest way possible, the second cringiest way possible. She's at least like, you know, not like up there, like playing a Blue Lives Matter flag. Uh, right. Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just out of touch and cringy. That's not a bad. She's she. that's a good rating. All right. Yeah. So I got a scale for her. A one. You live in Malawi. Your region doesn't have a school. And it's like, you're kind of like worried about that. Where are you going to learn math? Where are you going to learn? And then, you know, her company comes in and they build a reasonable school around you. You get to have a decent education. You go on to become a doctor or something. Your life is fine, right? A 10 is you get adopted by Madonna and then you are forced to drink hydrochloroquine while you sure. have all of the resources in the world and access to actual medical care. And you have to die <laughs> drinking bleach while being surrounded with access to things that you thought would be... Oh, good it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Where is <laughs> That's she? That's crazy. Like when rich people do this shit, it blows my goddamn mind in this country. Where you're like, you know, how hard it is to get good health care, and you have it, right. and you're just throwing it away. Fuck you forever. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I was gonna give her a three. You know, I'm a little harder on her just for that. Yeah, last you part. are a little harder on her than me, but 
that's not I, reasonable. Yeah, I think I think we're good. I, you know, listeners, let us know what do you think Madonna is. Tweet yes. us at how did she hurt heroes. you specifically? How did she raise you to be horny? What did she do for you? Who? That's are what you? I want to. Yeah, I want to know. Here's where I want to get to at a point with this at, with this podcast is after you listen. I want you to give us your rating of the people that we talk about. Albert said three. I said two. I want to know what you, the listener, thinks. So uh, at Burn Your Heroes on Twitter, uh, Burn Your Heroes Pod at, at gmail. gmail.com. And uh, we don't have an Instagram yet, but maybe we will. Um, but let us know. I want to know what you people think of this because, like, are we wild? I don't know. I think. I mean, I know we are. I think this one on this one we're pretty reasonable. I think we're Sometimes reasonable we're on wild, this. But yeah. We are wild people in general. I know what yeah. I said about my knees and toes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah. that's the main thing. Uh, Albert, do you? Where can people find you if they want to find you? Hmm? As always, what? you can find me on the internet at Hot Young Albert. Uh, I'm not really fun recently on Twitter. I. Uh, <laughs> kind of went off with the whole afghanistan stuff but <laughs> it truly made me loathe every other comedian i truly uh I, people are so i hate it but i'm also i'm not really helping so why get this upset i guess uh you find me on twitter find me on instagram check me out on a live show book me at a live show i might be going to colorado in november if you're in one of those ski towns gonna do some spots um ben where can people find you um they can find me in the cold dead of winter with a knife in hand um but other than that i'm on twitter at shack katzner on twitter i um we have a uh, we have a twitter for this show you can find me there i'll be interacting i thought you were about to there. plug your podcast on your podcast like i have a podcast i, do I don't know what i was gonna say honestly <laughs> <laughs> i really forgot what i was gonna say um i do have a weekly show at least for two more weeks in the city of new york city um and uh, in the city city of new york city um you remember that song uh it's called airplay mode it's tuesdays at 140 eldridge at sesh comedy for the next two weeks check it out it's good last week a rat ran over my foot on the way there and i still had a good set so wow. that's how good i am at comedy it's fine. can i see something i rather you did Did you jump did you go like ah oh in the, in the are you fucking kidding me i absolutely i bro i felt the weight of the rat on me and i was like never again this foot is gone forever in the last like week and a half i've had a roach fall on my head and like stay on this like hat that i'm wearing and like crawl on it and i had to go Gah! in public no one can see what i did but you saw what i did yeah uh, i did that in front of a bunch of greeks in astoria and now oh, they, they judge yeah. black people are <laughs> and then um I had a, a rat run across my foot and it was heavy enough that I felt the weight of it. I've seen so many rats recently. I think it's because of all the rain. I don't really understand what's going on, but this is yesterday I saw a rat that I'm like, you are you used to be a human being. You're looking at me in a way that only a human being would look at me. <laughs> and be like I, you know, I was listening to music or something, and it was looking at me like I used to be you. Yeah, you know I used I mean? to listen to music on my yeah. way to my gigs. Right. Do you understand what how lucky you are, boy? And I was like, hey, you can't call me boy. <laughs> Um, like sorry, I've been a rap for a while. I've been out of touch with how things have changed. And I, uh, I saw like saw and almost you know sat on like three stray pubes in my work office. So 
I've decided that I am like the key ingredient to like a witch's hex or something. Oh I don't know gosh. why the fuck all this shit just keeps touching my well, person. Careful having just, kids. You can pass that shit on. <laughs> pass it on. No, I'm part. I am not getting cursed. I am like a witch needs me. To oh, you're the ingredient gatherer. It's like all this stuff is getting yeah. thrown into a cauldron. And they're like, all right, I need an overweight black guy. And Do we need? Perfect. We got like yeah. three pubes of stranger and right. feet of rat. Just get Ben. He's got all the stuff. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody's. I'm like the bargain brand. They're like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to urban uh, forage all of this, you know, so I don't know what the word, I don't know what the term is, but they're like, just, just that I'm just the target variety of that. You're like, just get a bag with rat, rat matter, roaches and three pubes. And then the black guy, you, you know where it is. It's a Nile six. That's exactly <laughs> where I am. Um, God, I don't know how we got here, but that's where I'm at. You can find me at my comedy show on Tuesdays. <laughs> Hit me up online. Um, sometimes I post on Facebook about shows and stuff. And sometimes I say something that's not even controversial and people just are racist at me. It's hilarious. Uh, that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.